Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hello, folks. Welcome to Thanks for the Knowledge. This is Fanbyte's weekly news show rounding out the headlines and games and entertainment in one handy podcast. I'm your host, as always, John Warren, head of Fanbyte Media. How's it going? Uh, I have a really great show for you today. Of course, we're going to catch you up with week's headlines, with some games that are coming out this coming week. But first, I sat down and talked to Nikki Grayson and Paul Tamayo about two of my favorite stories of the week. So let's uh, let's let's ollie over there right now. I love skateboarding, and so do the two people that I'm talking to today what? from this section of <laughs> Thanks for the Knowledge. Uh, and uh, with me today are Nikki Grayson, hi, and Paul Tamayo. I also love skateboarding. I know we all do. We all love it so much. Um, this past week, we got a, uh, a an extended look. I think it was like 18 minutes of the new skate game from the devs themselves, including Cuz Perry, who's never met a bowl he didn't smoke right before making no, all these videos. Love it. It's so great. Um, and uh, yeah, we we learned a bit about this new game, which is crucially Nikki, not mm-hmm. Skate Four. Not skate four. It's just called skate. And we found out it's more or less a platform that they intend to uh, intend to basically just keep as a live service game for, they said, like five, ten years, something like mm-hmm. that. They want to just keep it going. Um, do you think that is a good call? I mean, obviously, we've we've you know, we've all seen the videos from the 10 year old game skate three. It's living in infamy on YouTube. People are still playing it on their Xboxes. Um, but you know, this platformization of, uh, skate, what did, what did you think when you heard that? EA doesn't have a live service game. Hmm. Okay. That's not true. Apex legends. Well, folks, thank you so much. (laughs) I was, Um, you know, it's like, (laughs) I was, I was going to let you come to the conclusion that what you said was, you know, just like, just just wrong. It just feels like, like, also have an MMO. what MMO? They have the Old Republic. No, people don't play that. Yes, they do. Yeah, oh. they, they still play that. There are still a lot of people that work on that game. Battlefield really? still a thing. Battlefield still a thing. Oh my god! All right, fine. They should have named this Skate One, actually. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, O N E Skate One. Yeah, Skate One. Um, yeah, no, I think this is smart. I don't really, un- I don't really know how you, how you convince anybody in. 2023 when this game comes out to spend $60 on a on a game called Skate when it already is going to have microtransactions in it, you know, mm, just because mm. of the way that video games that are like this are now. Um it kind of seems like it's a it's a slam dunk relative to the fact that like people are hungry for Skate. It's also like there are not very many sports games that are free to play. Um, right. And I think that like this is a unique opportunity for EA to try some stuff, especially as it relates to like what how they monetize their games moving forward. Yeah, it's um, it's really interesting because it feels like uh, in a lot of ways I am also very like, uh, I don't know, but I've kind of been desensitized to these kind of live service things where like I'm, you know. I'm kind of happy. I'm like more than happy to pay for like a season pass of a game that I really enjoy because it's also like, if, especially if it's free to play, it's like, yeah, right, yeah I want, I want to support the studio and the devs and like, you know, I am enjoying it. So I might as well, you know, 
you know, thankfully I'm in a position that I, that I can do that. But Skate is like, I think EA just, you know, finally realized that they have like the perfect uh, template for a live service game. That's like a mix of, you know, GTA online and, and, you know, uh, fall guys and like mm-hmm. right. so many other things that it's like, you could see how this could, has a lot of potential and, and I'm, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm like hesitant, but I could see it maybe working. Yeah, I mean, it kind of, it kind of feels like maybe in, in like, I think it's a smart move to go. It's it, by the way, it is free to play. Like we, we, it is a live service game that is free to play. That was probably the biggest news that came out of of the showcase this week. But, um, I, I, I think it feels like to me that they've wanted to revive Skate for a long time. I mean, they've said that as as much, but mm-hmm. like, it really seems like to me that what finally got. EA to say fuck it why not was probably a combination of these of these factors right of saying okay well what if we what if we really experiment with live service and free to play and all that stuff and you can take all of that data and apply it to whatever the fuck you want because you've said this is the future of games and all this other stuff but like y'all haven't done a ton of it you know um so it makes a lot of sense for skate to be uh ironically the 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 playground for this kind of stuff oh yeah see what i did there yeah it's kind of it's, <laughs> it's like a, a skate it's like a little play. skate yeah it's like a little skate park of uh business yeah, ideas you business know business ideas <laughs> yeah Andrew wilson getting into the half pipe uh-huh yeah 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 um but i mean they did say that you know I, it was so funny the video featured uh an influencer uh, his name was Brandon, I believe. And sure. He looked but, like a Brandon, <laughs> but he was just like a, he was like a plant for, you know, yeah. like what the will community. the, what will the public be asking? Yeah. Uh, and he did yeah, say yeah. like, Hey, are there going to be microtransactions? And then like, you know, someone was like, yep. <laughs> he was like, ah, oh, <laughs> all right. Well, that's not great. But I did appreciate that they were open about like, Hey, we have a lot to prove about this this way of monetizing the game. Um, and I kind of appreciate it. Like, I don't know how much I buy it, but I appreciated their approach to say, yeah, there are microtransactions. Yes. We understand that those could be a fucking bummer, but we're going to try to make it not a bummer. Um, but like, Paul, I, oh yeah. What? Oh no. I, w- I was just going to say, like, I think that the, the second I heard free to play for yeah. skate, I was like, oh, yeah, of course, yeah, because yeah, then yeah. you can yeah. just buy. They're just going to let you buy Tony Hawk right. as a skin. They're going to let you buy Nyjah Houston as a skin. Like, they're Yo- just going to let you buy. Let me buy Yoda. Yeah, let me buy. <laughs> let me buy oh Yoda. Oh, you know, it's skin. coming. You know, Grogu. Like, yeah, exactly. You know, Grogu is going to be fucking shredding it. Yeah, like it. <laughs> it it makes sense. Yeah. Like the optics of like, OK, we've created a skateboarding video game. Right. Where the platform is like is not even competitive uh-huh like skate i guess is competitive yeah. like there are inherently there are game modes in it right you can play horse <laughs> yeah which is called skate um there you know what <laughs> i think they should have not called the game skate yeah <laughs> because like yeah the word the word skate if you like say it or type it too many I, I times, think, doesn't I, mean it anything. Doesn't mean anything. Yeah. Um, and also, like multiple of the game modes, the verb is skate. The uh-huh. noun is skate. I know. The mm. SEO is terrible. The SEO is really bad. Yeah. Um, they should have just called it <laughs> Skate Four. Yeah. Yeah. They should have. <laughs> they should have. Skate Infinite. Skate, skate Infinite. Infinite. Yeah. Yeah. Or like skate. And then just like skate, but it's S K A. What if they called it ska? Ska. Ooh. I love that. Um, but yeah, it's like pick it up, pick course. it up, pick it up. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> and it's you, it's you picking up your skateboard. Uh-huh. Um, but like, of course, they're gonna let you buy like a pair of Nike skate shoes. They're gonna let you buy a pair right. of DC skate shoes. Right. They're gonna let you buy a, a hat that has. Right fucking is dead space guys uh, force users pack so when you when you summon your skateboard back to you it's like ray skywalker doing like a fucking force pull or whatever yeah in in you know dead space coming. in skate three you could just be dead space guy uh-huh yeah yep and also darth vader i think yep yeah so like it's yeah 
It's an interesting approach because I feel like I, so I played the hell out of the first two skate games. Yeah. And then when Skate 3 came out, I was broken in film school. So I, there was like a period there where I, I was only playing like Battlefield. Um, uh, so, you know, there, and I, I downloaded it this morning, actually, Skate 3 on, on Game Pass. And I was playing it. And I'm like, fuck, this is still like so excellent. Like the the actual the mechanics of, of the, you know, of the game itself and the way you have to actually aim for rails and nothing is sort of handed to you. You have to really like do accomplish these things yourself like with the you know with the actual mechanics they give you it's it's so interesting that um a, a part of me was thinking during this presentation which i actually really appreciated from a you know like i really yeah. like that they're showing this really early gameplay and you know should you know kind of guiding us through the process and it was funny because i was actually while watching some of that early gameplay i was like yo just drop that shit let just me play that. that i'll play that right yep. now that, well, um, imagine if they just released that Oh my god! Yeah, or yeah, just like early access kind of situation. But I bet, I bet that's probably something they're considering because we've seen other games uh, do that. Even like Session, I think that was in early access for a minute. That the thing about Session game. was that it was bad, though. It was bad. Yeah, it was weird. Uh, like the triggers and stuff. It yeah. was, it was bizarre. My, what? what uh, let me ask just this question before you get back to your point, Paul. What if? Yeah, the, yeah. What if that leaked uh, build of the game that people were playing was done on purpose? Oh, see, I don't know because they, they're claiming that it's from September. Yeah, they, and, sure. But then, I mean, but if it was fine. from September, why did it come out the same week as the as yeah. the? It's in, mm, I'm, I'm just saying it's an, it's an interesting idea. I'm not saying there's a conspiracy theory at work here. I'm, but I'm, I'm, but I'm, I'm saying, saying there's conspiracy. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. what I are saying. <laughs> but I am saying that, like, to your point, like, if they did leak that. And to in order to get some early feedback and stuff, just make that just make that explicit. Like, I think it's fine. I I think what they've done with Dead Space, too, they've shown the new Dead Space early like that game yeah. does is not ready. They're up against a bunch of games that are in that competitive space that look more ready than that game does. And it's coming yeah. out in six months. And it's like. I appreciate that. I think that's actually kind of cool. And I'm like, maybe this is just a, a new thing that EA is trying. Anyway, sorry, get back to your point. Yeah, no, I mean, I, I ultimately, like, while I was watching that thing, I was thinking to myself, you know, would I actually pay for a $60 skate game? And I was, like, kind of unsure. Like, yeah, as much as I love sure. those games in the past, I was like, you know, I, I think a part of me would probably lean on the side of, eh, maybe I'll wait till, you know, if it's on Game Pass, yeah, no brainer. But if, it, if it's right. like... Uh, if it's a thing I'm kind of lukewarm on, I, I'd probably wait for a sale or something. So I could see the logic behind, like, you know, we want to invite folks in who might be on the fence. Um, and, you know, I think if there is some balance they can strike where, you know, they're claiming it's not going to be pay to win and all this kind of stuff, it's all going to be mostly cosmetic. But I still kind of am very allergic to free uh, free to play games when I like boot them up because of how overwhelming a lot of that uh -huh. uh, UI UX. is yeah. constantly yeah. yelling at you to to, yep. to buy you know put quarters into the machine where I'm just like I just want to play the thing you know but yep. I feel like I've been playing a lot of Fortnite like since the pandemic started and I continue to play Fortnite and Fortnite I think splits those uprights really well because like. It doesn't even tell you that, like, it when you start the game up, it sometimes it's like, "Ao Thor is in the store," uh -huh. and then you press A, and then you don't see that anymore. Like, there's no like advertising about anything on the store. It's like, here's your guy. Here are your. Here's what level you are in the battle pass. If you want to go to the item shop, it's three tabs over. Right. But you don't actually need to interact with it. And like at no point in the in the in playing the game. Is the game like, damn, imagine if you didn't, imagine if you bought this, you know? Mm, right. Yeah. Um, and I think if they approach it this, if they, if they approach Skate the same way, I, I don't see why it would not work. Yeah. Um, I also think that like, Paul, you were saying that like you can't imagine spending $60 on a game like Skate now. And I think that's so true. Not because I don't think that it's worth that. Also, right. like EA will absolutely put a, a box in Target that says Skate on it. It will be empty and have a code in it to give you a bunch of like yeah. tokens or of whatever. Course. Right. But right. like they will absolutely figure out how to do a $59.99 version of Skate for target and best buy for christmas yeah but like 
when I think about the way I played skate when I was in high school, uh huh, it was like I was playing skate the way I play Fortnite now, uh huh, which is to say that I was not particularly playing skate to like play skate. I was playing skate because like you could get like five or six of your friends in the lobby at yeah. the same time uh-huh. and just sit on Xbox Live Party Chat and shoot the shit for two hours. And then it didn't really matter what you were doing in the game. You were just kind of skating was like the was the verb, but you weren't really like actively playing the game, which is how I treat Fortnite and which is how most people treat Fortnite. Um, I don't know. It's so interesting, too, because I feel like it is such a perfect, almost like one to one, um, you know, uh, metaphor for, for what the real life experience is, because I used yeah. to actually skate when I was younger. And, and when, you know, it would just be me and my friends, you know, go, skating through like industrial areas by where we live, sure. just hanging out for hours, just just being like, just like the thrill of like carving down a, a hill or like, you know, when we were dumb enough, like losing down a hill. Yeah. Um, but like, you know, it, it was... The, the, just the, uh, th- that energy of like, just being able to like get together and, and just explore space and, yeah. you know, in, in, in the real world sense, like redesign a space and rethink what a, what a guardrail it is, what, you know, what, what a set of stairs could be. And like skate is a world where like all of that is designed around the idea of being able to, you know, explore it with your skateboard and, and with your friends and like, you know, share, you just hang out together. It's like, to me, it feels like, oh, like this could actually be huge for them. So, so when I when I hear them say like, "Yeah, we're, it's it's gonna be ready when it's ready," I'm like, "Good," because good. like you yeah. have one shot to really make this work. And if if you fumble this, like it could be it could be major. Like no pressure to the to the team yeah. over there, but like, but you know the the potential like Nikki says for this to become a social hub and and for it to become like a space where where also where things are created, right? Like they they, they mentioned that there was a, there's a part of the world where like. You could basically make these weird sort the of labo like, zones. Yeah, yeah, the labo zones where you could just make really wacky levels and stuff. And I was like, that I, I was just kind of shaking my head, like, damn, I think they figured it out. Like they figured out a way to make again GTA Online and mm-hmm. Trackmania, Fall Guys, whatever you know, Fortnite. It's just like it, it makes so much sense. You yeah. know, oh, go ahead. No, John. go ahead. Go ahead, Nikki. I was gonna say, you know what? Okay. This is this is a question that there is a correct answer for, um, but only I think only I know the correct answer. <laughs> okay. um, the the Xbox 360 came out. Remember that? Remember uh, that? I mean, you you don't remember it, but I do. Yeah. I uh, shut up. The <laughs> Xbox 360 came out, and they were like, "It's got Xbox Live on it." Yes. What game implemented online the best? Do you think? in in huh. that generation of of gaming there you is know, for, a correct answer oh there is mm-hmm. I, I the first thing i thought of was maybe halo 3 okay that's yeah. maybe there are two correct answers. i mean i was i was also <laughs> thinking halo 3 to be honest but it's halo 3 or burnout paradise oh burnout yeah. paradise is pretty good yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. burnout yeah. paradise was nuts because it was drop in drop out the way it seems like this skate is going to uh-huh. be. Yeah. All you had to do to start an online game was while you were driving, you just hit the D pad and it would pull up a phone thing on the right hand side of the screen. Mm-hmm. And you would just hit invite the person on your friends list. And then they would accept the invite and they would pull in on the street that they were in, in their game in your world. And it would just be like a seamless, seamless kind of integration. And then I think after that, EA was like, Oh, but we can charge money for every for every everything. other thing. Yep. Oh, fuck that. Like, why would we make it easy? <laughs> but right. like, I think it's like carrying that ideology forward, like the burnout paradise. Like, this is just a space to hang out, which, yeah. like you said, Paul, is what skating is. Um, and, it, and it seems like you can say a lot in these like dev diaries, like mm-hmm. you can script these and say a lot, but also like it's so it takes so much more effort to lie about this shit than it does to just be honest about it. Yeah. Totally. I think anyway. Yeah. And it seems like these people care about the thing that they're making. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and also like you don't, 
I don't know. You don't say we're not going to put it out until it's ready unless someone has actually told you we're not going to let you we're, you, like, you don't have to put it out until it's ready. Right. I don't think I do think that this is going to come out next year. But like, I I don't know. I like I feel like I trust this team, even though I have literally no reason to trust this team because it's owned by EA. I, I, I mean, I do feel like there is a little bit of a sea change in, in some of the teams. I do feel like um, the kind of disastrous stuff that's happened to Bioware and Battlefield mm-hmm. have maybe made some of these satellite teams go mm. like, wow, we have to we have to be like way better and push back on some aspects of this. And I think like a lot of lessons from like Battlefront 2, you know, with all the yeah. the microtransaction oh, sure. stuff that like went so bad for them that it's one of the rare examples that I can look at as like something corporate did that was so unpopular that they were like, holy shit, we should actually probably examine the way we do a lot of things. Um, maybe, maybe let the developers who told us this was a bad idea and we shouldn't do it. Maybe they yeah. know what's correct. Listen Correct. to them. Listen, yeah. listen to them. I mean, it's like I do think that, um, and 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 this is a, a wonderful segue. I do think most devs, despite what some people would think, do think about how to make money from their games early and often. But it's like the corporate people that think about those things think about them in a wholly different and terrible way. Mm-hmm. Um, the former EA head, uh, John, uh, how, <laughs> how do you say his name? Richard, Ch- Richard, John Bucatabepo. Um, he's now at unity and, uh, of course made waves this week when he said, um, here, I'll just read the, I'll read the whole thing. <clears throat> Ferrari and other uh, high-end car manufacturers still use clay and carving knives. It's a very small portion of the gaming industry that works that way. And some of these people are my favorite people in the world to fight with. They're the most beautiful and pure, brilliant people. They're also some of the biggest fucking idiots. So he... What? He said that? Yeah, he said that. He said that in an interview with PocketGamer.biz yesterday about Unity's... I love that website. ...about Unity's purchase of Iron Source, which is a uh, advertising ad stack platform valued at about $11 billion a year ago. The purchase is $4.4 billion. Iron Source is known for putting malware into a bunch of its advertising. Uh, Oh, cool. They're on a ton of watch lists. They're on a ton of blacklists. Uh, they have uh, headquarters in uh, Tel Aviv, I believe, and then they're just a massive – they have Shenzhen offices, Tokyo, a bunch of they're, – they're a huge company. And they provide a lot of uh, ad-based and c- uh, consumer transaction uh, technology, and Unity is presumably going to bake this into the Unity platform in order to make it easier for mobile developers especially to monetize their games anyway. Oh, because it's already so fucking hard. It's so it's so hard. I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna try to actually say his name correctly. Uh, John Ricciatello, he yes. he said all of this stuff. And if you recall, from 2007 to 2013, he was the head of EA, um, and that's when their stock prices actually hit the that hit the skids pretty hard. And um, yeah, so like. He didn't. He didn't learn anything, huh? He didn't really learn anything. <laughs> like um, he didn't. Worse? He didn't look at like how he got fired from his job, basically. But, now, let, and, let, let's not do. Let's not do a uh, character assassination. He did resign, and his, and his resignation was accepted by the board. But yes. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> I I too love to resign from my position of CEO of the company. And it, and it to be accepted with no questions asked. Yeah, yeah. with no mm. questions at uh-huh. all. Um that's bizarre. I don't know how you I don't know how you make that well, I know how you make that decision. Right. But like I don't know how you make that decision in the face of Epic being like, actually we make way more money, like way more money if we make this stuff free. Yep. Like so much more money if we make this stuff free. Right. Like if we just like take a cut later or like maybe don't even take a cut at all. Yeah. And just kind of move on the goodwill because we yeah. have more money than God. Right. So it's kind of okay. If uh-huh. it's Epic is closed right now. And now like I understand that like they fucked up real bad, which is why they instituted this. But like yeah. Epic is off for the month. Yeah. Like, they don't come back until mid August. Yes. 
which is only a thing you do if you kind of have like and any seen, sort of and an obscene amount of money amount of money right but also any sort of cognizance about the way that yeah games are made right and it just doesn't seem like this dude who is in charge of the biggest game engine on the planet it doesn't it doesn't seem like he gets it well, and he he was real mad um, this morning. He he posted a tweet that's basically he just said it's a clickbait. This was taken out of context. Blah 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 blah. Well, this quote that I'm about to read to you <laughs> is, is 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 in my opinion worse than the other one. But it's in no way taken out of context. This is what he said: I've seen great games fail because they turn they tuned their compulsion loop to two minutes when it should have been an hour. Sometimes you wouldn't even notice the product difference between a massive success and tremendous fail. But for this tuning and what it does to the attrition rate, there isn't a developer on the planet that wouldn't want that knowledge. Now, the idea of a compulsion loop to be baked into your video game uh, as early as possible, um, I find that to be way more grotesque than saying, um, artists are fucking idiots. Cause like, you know, we are, artists are fucking idiots. Who cares? Um, uh, but this idea of putting a compulsion, that's so gross. It's so yeah. fucking stupid. Um, it's also like, why, why say that out loud? I don't know. I don't like, know. Nobody's making you say, no that. one's making you say any of this. <laughs> Um, uh, just stepping on rakes left and right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I don't know the the skate thing. And plus this guy being just the dirt worst. Um, maybe think a lot about like how uh, it seems like big companies are learning lessons from a lot of these mistakes. And then some people like John Richitello don't seem to be making any of those connections. Um <sighs> But weirdly, but weirdly, EA seems forward thinking in this moment, which is so weird. I think it's like it seems like because Andrew Wilson's still in charge of EA, right? Which is wild. Yeah. Kind of to me. Yep. Yeah. Um, But it just all that seems to have happened is that he was like, "Okay, I'm just going to not do anything and you'll never see me again. Like, I'll just I'll step back. And I guess I'll let the people who work here run the company or whatever. Mm-hmm. Cause I, cause I guess I, I guess we hired them and they're good at their jobs. So like, we'll kind of let them, we'll let them do their thing and we'll see if it works and it has worked. Yeah. So like you have to actively, uh, you have to actively try mm-hmm. to handicap your, your people this way by saying shit like this for no reason, by, acquiring literal malware distributors uh-huh. <laughs> for no reason. Like, did you know that unity owns Parsec? Yes. I just found that out three minutes ago they, they when have, I was they like, have, who else does, what else does unity own? They, they have made a series of, uh, I will say interesting purchases over the past couple of years. Yeah. 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 Like what, what else do I have installed on my machine right now <laughs> that they currently own? Um, Probably just Parsec, but they own Weta Digital, the people who made the monkeys real. <laughs> no, oh. no, Nick, please explain that. <laughs> What's up? There's the people who made the monkeys real. There were a lot, a lot of people who were saying the monkeys weren't real. And then they made Planet of the Apes to like show you that the monk, that monkeys were real. Oh. And then Weta Digital made the Planet of the Apes movies. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Got it. They also made the blue people in Avatar. Now, um, now, how much did they buy Weta Digital for? Because I have that information from me. If you don't, um, I don't know because I'm reading the blog on Unity.com. One point six three billion dollars. B billion. B. Wait, but how much did they buy the malware company for? It's four point four billion. Interesting. B. Now, <laughs> <laughs> okay, uh-huh. that's good for money, right? Yeah, well, I mean, Iron Source was g- genuinely valued at eleven billion a year ago. Mm. So, um, I, I, I think you know because the digital advertising space has seen such a downturn in the past year, that valuation has drastically changed. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's uh, that's that's yeah. They also bought uh, Ziva Dynamics, which is a VFX company based in Vancouver. 
Um, they, yeah, they're, they did rest AR, which is a computer vision, deep learning company. Um, they did a multiplayer networking framework, MLAPI, which, uh, that was back in 2020. Uh, yeah, that Parsec one was 320 million back in August, 2021. That's that's cheap. Yeah. That was a steal. Yeah. Um, I don't understand how discord didn't slide in to get that. Remember, remember when, uh telltale exploded uh-huh. and i was when that was when i was working here and i would every single day be like why doesn't netflix buy this company mm-hmm. like why doesn't netflix buy this company like why yeah. doesn't net what about netflix what about netflix, buying this though? company yeah um and i realized it was fine because they were to fired all of them anyway mm-hmm. but <laughs> like i this this it seems like unity is trying to be what if epic was like outwardly evil right yeah which is so weird because unity has built such an unbelievable amount of goodwill yeah from yeah, its inception seriously. um yeah. it has been a champion of uh you know kind of ind- independent development to be able to make triple a looking games for for essentially free and that is um it's staggering to see a company build so much goodwill and then kind of piss it away. Um, but I suppose that's kind of the, the, the general vibe of, you know, capitalism. Eventually everything comes yeah. around. Um, just in, in light of, I think, you know, I, I want to kind of button this up with like returning to skate and returning to games that might play with their, um, their monetization strategies. Uh, I'm excited about Forza Motorsport, the new, you know, the the I mm-hmm. guess it is also unnumbered version of the new, like, I guess I oh, would yeah. say more serious um, way to do Forza stuff, right? I, mm-hmm. I can see Horizon doing something like Skate is doing now. Oh, easy, easy. And then like, as especially as these, that is like a that is a realization of all the shit. Like this is the fastest Xbox you've ever seen. Right. Uh Because like the, the we've put Mexico is here. Also, if you want to just go to uh, fucking, I don't know. Want to go back to England. Yeah. Or like you click on this and then you just go and it has the entirety of this game world like that. Yeah. That, that absolutely makes sense. And is like definitely a way that I can see that moving and like again, eat like I would tell I was talking to you about this, John, yesterday. Mm-hmm. But like you can't you can't like walk five feet on the Xbox without tripping over a Microsoft or an electronic arts game. Because right. you, when you get Game Pass, you get EA Access or EA Play or whatever it's called now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And like you already have licenses to all of these games anyway. Mm-hmm. You know what probably they don't need to do anymore? Mm-hmm. Sell like $60 copies of Madden or FIFA anymore or F1, or F1 sure. because like people already they already have them. Right. Like you've already you've already made the decision that like that actually is not important to you money-wise. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. is selling individual copies of Madden. Right. So the thing I told you yesterday, John, I was like, this to me seems like a, a thinly veiled Trojan horse to figure out if the market is amenable to what if we made Madden free to play? Right. And what mm. if we made FIFA free to play? And we just kind of like as a move, a quote, move of goodwill right. and be like, listen, the roster updates are free every year. And we're just going to lean hard into ultimate team because that's what's making the money anyway. Yeah. But my, like, my only thing is that the, the economics of like, let's bring skate back and the way we do it is this interesting monetization, you know, strategy. Okay. Like we weren't making money with skate before, before you know, for the past decade. Mm-hmm. And now we're going to be making money with skate, even if it is not at a margin that we are uh, familiar with. Right. I mean, it could be a super amazing uh, success story and make them, you know, a ton of money and make them more than they ever would have if they had priced it at 60 bucks. That, that might be true. My only thing with like FIFA and Madden, um, specifically those two is that those, those games still make money hand over fucking fist. Yes. Um, and so the, the, the move to say now these are platforms that are free to play, 
but we're going to lean really heavily into the parts that already basically make this extra income for us. They would have to be so sure that it would make more than the oodles of money that they're already making. Yeah. So that's my only, but, but it's like, because they keep making Madden bad every year and it keeps, and it keeps not mattering. That's true. I I think it's like a, I I think it's one of those things where like, like Nikki was saying, I think if, if this test proves, you know, sure. Yeah. it, It like, I mean, I've, I've noticed it. We, we talked about this recently, Nikki, about F1, about mm-hmm. how there are so many like bizarre choices being made and it's still kind of built off the skeleton of, a, of what, you know, is kind of an aging engine at this point. Yeah. And, and you know, uh, it makes you wonder like, man, I, I would love it if they just were able to take time mm-hmm. and actually, mm-hmm. you know, build off of modes that, that worked in previous years, but didn't get carried over for whatever reason, because, you know, they have to kind of hit the ground running to make you know, the deadline for the next year, for the next season. So it, you know, if, if this works, um, which, you know, I think it, I think it will, because I think yeah, it's, it's going to be, it's going to be tough though. In my mind, I, they, I'm sure they have brilliant people working on this at the moment, but like skate is such an interesting and skateboarding is such an interesting, uh, sport. You know, if one, if, if we, if we're thinking about it in that perspective, because it's going to be a challenge for them to, you know, like we were saying earlier, that skate is like the idea of skate is so cool. Like drop in, drop out. You hang out with folks. Can't really do that with like F one, for example, right. or like right. Madden. You know, so um, it would be you had a social space like in two K, right? And then you oh, run yeah. around mm. by a skateboard. Oh shit! Oh shit! Oh shit! They've oh, shit. got skateboards. Oh fuck! Oh, but fuck. yeah, you're right, Paul. Like it does. Like those games also aren't conducive in a social way to kind of that way of play mm. either but i wonder yeah. how many people john are just buying madden every year because the roster is new well i mean it, i mean i i i don't know i i'm i am not the oddly enough i'm no longer the target demographic of those games because i don't Too play old, i yeah. don't play ultimate team like oh. so i i am uh Actually, to be clear, I've not purchased a Madden in, I think, four years. EA sends us codes for those. But um, but if I had, I'd be mad every year um, just because, yeah, it is. That's all that's happening is the roster starting over. Um, I, yeah, I think it's just another one of those things where, like, it's it's the game that the person who buys, you know, one or two games max a year. And right. The, all their yeah. friends are like, yo, you get yeah, FIFA. Madden? I mean, I got right. friends like that. Yeah. Sure, yeah. So... You know, if they could, especially with like crossplay and and just it being a live service thing, like it could become like Fortnite for sure. skater bros, and mm-hmm. and you know that they could effectively do that for football fans and F one fans. Mm-hmm. So it's like they see a, a crack in the wall, and they're gonna just like they're they're really making sure that skate as a testing ground. I hope they take their time with it, but I also like going back to the developers themselves and. You know, even just like skateboarding culture, for the most part, right? Like, like for like the good part of skateboarding culture, it's it's like, yeah, you know, like we're we're just here to have fun and and practice a thing that we really we're really passionate about, and we really don't want anyone to get hurt, so to speak. Um, you know, that's not our intention. Like, I, I feel, but at the same time, there is a understanding here, right? Like we mentioned earlier, capitalism, sure, like it it does need to be sustainable to some degree, right? So. Yeah, I hope they can strike a good balance. I don't know. Yeah. 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 I mean, just I, don't fuck up. Easy. Just, just don't, make the game good. <laughs> just don't fuck yeah, up. Yeah. Nail it. <laughs> um, yeah, landing. Well, uh, yeah, I'm I'm excited to see where skate goes. I know that's where we started. I think um I, I'm also I'm also with you, Nikki. I, I I am pretty honestly optimistic about their approach, to be honest. I think it's something I think will work specifically for that game. And that team seems uniquely equipped to deal with it. I think they're being open about the right stuff. Um, and I don't know, I'm kind of excited about it and I'm excited in a, in a kind of a morbid way to see how the rest of the industry is going to change with some of these, um, these big decisions. Um, yeah. Thanks to, uh, thanks to both of you for hanging out. I really appreciate thank, it. Thank you, John. Yeah. 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 
quick interruption and tell you about a couple other podcasts on the network. Channel F is our amazing game show that airs every single Wednesday. Merrick Kay and a list of guests, uh, frequent collaborators like Funke Joseph, Miriam Strom. Uh, they have a really good time doing improv games, uh, you know, answering questions about rare video games. It's, uh, it's a good one. Go listen to Channel F. Also, we've got 99 Potions. That is an RPG discussion podcast every single week. Natalie Flores, Imran Khan, Miriam Strom, myself. We talk about RPGs uh, and we stretch the definition pretty thin, but it's a really good discussion show. If you like long form discussions of games, that's a really good one that airs every Thursday. All of our podcasts can be found at fanbite.com slash podcast. And you can, of course, find a fanbite at fanbite media on twitter.com uh all of our podcasts are amazing please go listen to them please tell a friend leave a like leave a subscribe it would really help us out a lot okay back to the show some story cleanup i mean that the, the the skate stuff and unity or acquisition spree i think those are really two of the biggest stories of the week but there's a lot of other stuff going on um playstation is launching playstation stars which is kind of a loyalty program uh within the language on the blog post it said that there will be a type of reward for making purchases doing all those things called digital collectibles that you can redeem with those playstation stars and it's basically, you know, little digital figures, including PlayStation characters, devices that tap into Sony's history of innovation. It's not very specific, but it did put a lot of people on edge thinking, hey, that sounds an awful lot like NFT and blockchain technology, getting digital collectibles through this kind of system. Well, Grace Chin over at Sony kind of knew that that's what that would look like. And then in an interview with Washington, Washington Post said, quote, it's definitely not NFTs. Definitely not. You can't trade them or sell them. It is not leveraging any blockchain technology and definitely not NFTs, end quote. So Grace Chin and Sony really, really want you to understand that this PlayStation Stars program, this loyalty rewards program does not involve NFT or blockchain technology. Okay, just to rest easy. Uh, Nintendo is sniffing around Dynamo Pictures, which is an animation studio based in Tokyo. They want to purchase the studio in order to, quote, strengthen the planning and producing structure of visual content, end quote. And Nintendo, for their part, has already worked with the studio a bit on Pikmin shorts that can be found on the company's YouTube channel. Uh, no word yet uh, if this studio will also aid in the production of the new Mario Brothers animated movie, which is coming out next year. Uh, Mamma Mia. Um, <laughs> uh, Bungie has listed a new job listing uh, this past week. Um, that is, they're working on a new game and it is in the Destiny universe, or at least it is evoking the aesthetics of the Destiny universe. Uh, and you have to have experience and love of competitive games under the preferred skill list. So uh, we don't know if this is Destiny 3. We don't know if this is some sort of standalone game in the Destiny genre, but it does imply that it has to do with the Destiny universe at some point, which is very, very interesting. Uh, moving on to uh, a very interesting story as well. Uh, EA is actually discontinuing Bioware points, uh, which is uh, basically just a fake currency that you could spend on digital goods like DLC. Uh, they were one of the EA was really one of the uh, innovators of this practice uh, like a decade or more ago. Uh, and now they're, do they're doing away with them. And in fact, doing something very interesting on October 11th. That means some of the DLC for games like Dragon Age 2, Dragon Age Age Origins, Mass Effect 2 and Mass Effect 3 will actually be free for users on the store if they were only available through um, uh, through the use of bio, uh, Bioware points. So that's really interesting. So at one time that included big story DLCs like Mass Effect 2's Lair of the Shadow Broker, Mass Effect 3 Citadel, which is pretty much stuff you have to get in order to get the full story of Mass Effect. Uh, but it's a really interesting thing. I mean, this seems like a totally obsolete system, so it's kind of great that they got rid of it and very cool that they're making a lot of their DLC free for folks at this point too. Uh, Bayonetta 3 is coming to Switch on October 28th. We found out this week that it's getting a launch 
launch date. It is this year. It is super exciting. They launch a new trailer. There's a new playable character named Viola. Uh, there are some returning faces that we're, uh, we're, we're excited to see like Enzo, Luca, Rodin, Gene, um, and, and, and all of their friends. Uh, and there's also something very, very interesting. It is a toggle that allows you to turn the nudity of this game on and off. And the tweet uh, that announced this was incredible. It basically said, hey, we put this in so you can play without embarrassment if you're playing around other people. I would have absolutely loved to see uh, something like this when I played uh, the Xenosaga series in in my house when I was growing uh, – well, not growing up, but when I was in college. That would have been cool. There were a lot of just kind of like nude robots walking around at different times. And my mom would come in and she'd be like, what are you playing? And I'm like, nothing. It's just about like Mary Magdalene. What if she was a robot? And then what if Jesus was like a magic guy? Games are weird. You should play them though. They're kind of cool. Um, you know how Wordle got sold to New York Times for uh, seven figures? Well, now Spotify is purchasing Hurdle. In fact, has already completed that acquisition, which renders Hurdle uh, actually uh, no longer available to some players, uh, which is a bummer to those players in those regions. Uh, but now uh, at the end of every Wordle game, you can actually listen to the full version of the song on Spotify. It seems like a pretty smart move. They did not disclose how much the money was, I mean, how much money was spent on the acquisition of Hurdle, uh, but this uh, this happened right away, which is uh, very interesting. Um, Nordisk Games uh, acquired uh, the Quarry developer, Supermassive. Uh, it, it took a stake in the studio uh, to the tune of about 31% last year and now has 100% ownership of the Until Dawn developer. Uh, so Nordic is based – Nordisk, excuse me. Nordisk is basically expanding their relationship with this developer. Um, interesting studio, interesting few years for the studio until Dawn the Quarry. Um, sometimes divisive, but like a lot of those games are really interesting. So this is a, a cool space and it seems like Nordisk is uh, tripling down on their support of this studio. Uh, one of my favorite game reveals this past week was Kirby's Dream Buffet which looks, uh, it's an eShop exclusive. It is absolutely adorable. It looks like Fall Guys, but really just like a four-player Kirby race through this amazing obstacle course. You have to collect food. Basically, whoever gets to the end and has collected the most food is the winner. Um, Fall Guys, of course, went just, just went free to play. It's also on Nintendo Switch, so um, it's an interesting time to release this game, but this game looks very, 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 very cute. Uh, and it's something that comes out uh, later this summer. So I'm very excited to get my hands on that game and play it with a few friends. Uh, that wraps up our our, our, our uh, other stories. Um, what What's on your mind this week? You should actually uh, go to the Discord. We have a Discord fanfight.casa uh, where you can find the TFTK channel. Uh, talk to us about what your favorite stories of the week are, things we should be paying attention to, things we might have missed. Uh, we can definitely hit it on next week's show. Moving on. Okay, we got some brand new games to talk about. A couple of bangers coming out this week that I'm very excited about. But let's start on July 19th with As Dusk Falls. This was a game that got... Gosh, I want to say 10 minutes of airtime for that Xbox conference back in June. Uh, that is out on July 19th. It's kind of a narrative adventure game. Xbox Series X and S, X and S, Xbox One and PC. Uh, Indling Extinction is Forever is an adventure game coming to PlayStation 4, Xbox One, Nintendo Switch, and a PC. Fallen Angel is an action game coming to Switch and PC on July 19th. Into the Breach, yes, it's one of the the best games uh, of this genre, the strategy genre of all time. And it's Danielle Riondo, editor-in-chief of fanbyte.com. It's her favorite game of all time. And now you can get it on iOS and Android starting on July 19th. That is an excellent, excellent pickup on mobile. 
Uh, and Stray. This is really the one that we're really excited about. We're going to have a review podcast up on the 99 Potions channel for Stray. It's, yes, the cat game on PlayStation 5, PlayStation 4, and PC on July 19th. Again, if you are a PlayStation Plus premium member, you will be able to get that game at no extra charge on PlayStation 4 and PlayStation 5. Bright Memory Infinite is a shooter that has been out on PC since November, and now it's coming to PlayStation 5, Xbox Series X and S, and Nintendo Switch on July 21st. Coromon is coming to Switch on July 21st. That is a uh, colorful role-playing game. It's been on PC uh, for a few months, so if you want to go check that out, uh, there are probably some reviews up for that you, you can uh, check out. And then Live Alive, a game that I've demoed. The demo is up still on Nintendo Switch on the eShop. Uh, that game is coming to Nintendo Switch only on July 22nd. It is a very interesting uh, game uh, from the mid-90s. It was on Super, uh, Super Famicom, excuse me. It never came to the Super Nintendo, uh, and now it is being uh, totally remastered slash remade uh, for the Nintendo Switch. It features a bunch of different stories that eventually intersect in interesting ways. It's a very unique role-playing game uh, that I will be checking out, and I think a lot of folks at the site will also be checking out. Again, that's July 22nd. Uh, that's really it for uh, for games releases. Uh, I am excited to catch up on Ms. Marvel. I've not seen a single episode of that, but that has wrapped up and uh, seems to uh, be really beloved by uh, a lot of folks. So I am excited to see that. It's been a while since I've seen something uh, on Disney Plus that made me feel great, to be honest. I mean, Hawkeye was pretty good. I guess that wasn't that long ago. But uh, yeah, Ms. Marvel looks like it might be the kind of injection of... Uh, lightness and uh and humanity and good character development that uh, i've been looking for with some of that marvel stuff so uh exciting uh and i'm gonna be checking that out uh but uh yeah uh big releases we're gonna have a lot on stray guides reviews i think a first bite is going up on the youtube channel so definitely check all of that out uh super excited to get my hands on it that is going to do it for this week's episode i want to thank my two guests my producer, Paul Tamayo, who you can find over at Polymayo on Twitter, and also Nikki Grayson. Thank you so much, Nikki. You can find them over on Twitter at Godsua. That's G-O-D-S-E-W-A. By the way, Polymayo, I can't remember if I've ever spelled that, but it's P-O-L-I-M-A-Y-O. Uh, we've got a bunch of other links. We did that in the mid-roll, so I won't, I won't, uh, I won't bore you with that. But this has been uh, a fun one. I've really enjoyed our conversation about skate uh, and about <laughs> about monetization. Listen, we, we we go into business stuff here sometimes. It's been good. Uh, please give us a like, a subscribe, all that stuff. Tell your friends about us. All of our podcasts are great. Go check them out. Uh, until next week, you're welcome. Welcome.